Welcome back to another week of Best Week Ever Podcast. I am your host, Van, and this week I have the lovely, is it Layla or Leela? Layla. Layla, I love that name, and I am so excited to have you on because I've been following your content for a very long time, and of course, I have been introduced to you by Ready to be Petty, obviously, Tori. She is a great friend of the podcast, and if you guys already um seen my stories i've done a podcast collab with chrissy from x knows all ready to be petty tori and jesse from jesse's girls pod we had a really great time having a shit fest so please hop over to that episode when you're done listening to this but this week i have layla which i am super excited to have on how are you today i'm doing amazing thank you for having me on yeah let the listeners know why I am such a huge fan. Obviously, your TikToks have been cracking me up with the Halloween of what to do and what to wear this um Halloween year. And your takes have been so funny. And I have actually thought about doing the Nepo baby look for my costume this year. Oh my God, you're so sweet. Yeah. So I started on TikTok um almost two and a half years ago. And then I started my Instagram about a year ago. And it's just been a wild ride. I've been doing this Halloween series and I've just honestly been trying to come up with the most niche references (laughs) and turn those into costumes. Um, So it's been fun. Oh, I've been having so much fun. I'm like excited if you do like another part three or four (laughs) (laughs) because the Halloween season has not ended yet. Um, I know. But I'm excited for Halloween me too do you are you dressing up this year like do you have any plans this Halloween I am my friends are hosting a Halloween party next weekend and despite my like very creative ideas I'm actually doing something incredibly basic um just because I just didn't have time to like put anything together that was too intricate so my boyfriend and I are just doing angel and devil and nice yeah I I love the whole like couple doing a couple costume so I'm here for it even if it's a basic one because I'm sure you guys are going to look so cute yeah that's the thing you can really make it your own and Mm -hmm. like style it how you want so I'm just trying to make us look cool (laughs) yeah I highly recommend face paint (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm doing, um, I'm being a fox this year and I'm really relying on the face paint that I've been watching tutorials of. Um, yeah, so I was looking at inspiration on Pinterest and I saw this one girl, she painted her entire body red and she was wearing a black wig with black horns and like a black bodysuit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot commit to that, but she looks amazing. That's so dedicated. Yeah. And guys, be careful because I've been seeing a lot of like, you know, already accidents happen. Like, I don't know if you wa uh, follow Sydney Washington who glued fangs. She used nail glue on her tooth. She had to go to the dentist. I also know another uh, Instagrammer that I've been following. I am sorry for falling on his name right now, but he had like permanent like dye on his lips and it took forever. Like I want to say like four days for it to come off. So I'm just letting you guys know, like before you commit to something that you think that's going to work, just ask yourselves um is it going to be permanent because i the halloween stories have been cracking me up with costumes um you know mishaps and whatnot oh my god that is wild that's like the last thing you want yeah <laughs> can you imagine having fangs like i thought it was hilarious because she said she had to do a comedy set that night too so she had to have done it with fangs on like <laughs> oh my god i cannot imagine like lucky for you it's like October and it's the season of but let's yeah. move on to our worst week ever honorable mentions who do you have for your worst week ever honorable mentions okay I for honorable mention I have Hallie babe Hallie Bailey and DDG her boyfriend so she is rumored to be pregnant um has not confirmed she was interviewed in a magazine and they like put the wrong pull quote and people thought she was confirming. So that whole thing has been confusing, but she very clearly like wants this to be a private time in her life if she is pregnant. Um, but like these, they've just been getting horribly bashed on Twitter saying that like, she's throwing away her career. She got pregnant at the height of her career by a bum. They're like dogging on him. And like that's I'm sure they don't care but like it is tough to have that be the reaction yeah and I feel like people are really jumping the gun for like having that reaction too because she's 23 she's already accomplished a lot of things that a 23 year old wishes that they can accomplish and I don't find it that far off that she like whether you like it or not guys I don't like that she is like you know expecting with this man you guys already know how I feel about this man but she it's not that far off from what she said about what she expects when she's um a little bit older in her future you know to be a mother and um I don't know I'm kind of like happy for her and I can only like congratulate her I think she's going to be an awesome mom the whole DDG like I'm always going to be side-eyeing you know the of him with being her but I really do think like the viewers and fans are really just like being a little pessimistic if I can dare say that they're being <laughs> yes and I just don't like this old-fashioned idea that she is this is like an inopportune time to get pregnant because she's at the height of her career and it's gonna her career is gonna go down the drain and it's like this let's be a little bit more modern. Like 
she's so young. Her, she has a long career ahead of her, whether she has a baby or not. Yeah. And these are the same people who were like, oh, my God, I can't believe Kiki Palmer's like baby daddy called her a mom. She looks amazing. And I'm just like, that will be Chloe. I mean, um, Hallie as well. Like she's going to succeed. And I don't know. I just I see a, a, I love the Bailey sisters. I think you know ungodly hour is like one of my favorite songs ever and like favorite album to ever come out during the pandemic um but i don't really see her messing up her career i don't know i feel like this is just something that she wants and it's really a shame for fans to like take it that far yeah i think after being little mermaid she can pick up any project she wants yeah and um guys i ha- actually have the whole haley bailey married rumored to be married and pregnant to um ddg as my worst week runner-up just because yeah waking up to that news um was not you know it was hard for me that morning (laughs) i don't know about you i'm not like invested in i don't know a lot about him so i just kind of saw this and i thought it would be a good honorable mention because that's i was just like didn't expect that reaction yeah no I mean, like a lot of fans, I feel like I guess I'm one of them. I'm lumping myself in there just because we are so invested because he earlier in the year basically came out with a diss track about how she was when she was in the mermaid cast holding hands with like a co-star and like he kind of mentions it in the lyrics. And I feel like a lot of people just have like a distaste for him since then. Yeah, that is like such loser behavior. Yeah. <laughs> so for my worst week honorable mentions, I am actually giving it to the Scholastic books spanning LGBTQ plus books and also the fairs. This year, um, schools can opt in or opt out of including Scholastic, share every story, celebrate every voice. Most likely, like, you know, Florida Southern schools will be doing this. This has triggered criticism for giving schools a choice to remove books about civil rights icons like Ruby Bridges and public figures like Justin, Justice uh, Kadan G. Brown Jackson and legislators over books that cover race, sex and gender identity. Um, you know, things that is life. Uh, Scholastic won't say how many schools have opted out or in in the diverse category. But yeah, I just thought it was I felt like I was I posted because my toddler goes to this preschool and I was so excited to get her first Scholastic like magazine of what books to pick out. And then two days later, I've heard this happening and it was just like the worst news ever I grew up on the book fairs and I don't know about you but like Scholastics was like a huge thing an impact for me growing up as a kid yes every year when a Scholastic book fair came it was so exciting and we would get our catalogs and I would pick out what books I wanted I would make sure to get money for my parents that morning and like it was so much fun I feel like this is obviously very upsetting and a long line of things that like have been happening the past couple of years to stray away from representation and diversity. And I feel like schools should only be a place of encouragement for reading and being open-minded. Yeah. I co-sign that as well. And also Suzanne Summers passed away. The threes company thigh master girl 
She also was an anti-vaxxer and Trumper. She passed away from breast cancer. She was America's first influencer. She ran so Gwyneth Paltrow can walk. She also didn't believe in chemotherapy, which had women who followed her die from her advice. Uh, but she was using mass media the way people use social media today. So I just had to like, you know, give a little rest in peace for Suzanne Summers. I don't know if Suze, did you grow up with Three's Company or at least seeing her in infomercials? Because that's where I knew her the most. No, I just always kind of knew the name and I've obviously heard of Three's Company, but I've never watched it. Mm -hmm. um, and I recognize her face just because, yeah, she was always in the media. Yeah, she was mostly known for like battling against the show because she wanted a little bit more money. Um, obviously, she's a woman. It's the 70s and they had to... Um, they kind of punished her by not putting her on the show, but still being part of the show where she like telephoned in and um, you know how like sitcoms are like when a character's not in the cast, they're like, you know, FaceTiming nowadays or on the telephone. And that's what Suzanne Summers like they like they were very punitive for her to even ask for a raise, you know, just to be equally paid as Jack from, um, I think his name is Jack Ritter. Yes. From Three's Company. So that's, I've known her mostly for that. And obviously like Nick at Night and the Thigh Master. So it's a shame that at the end of her life though, that she turned into like a very misinformed medical advisor. Yeah. That's wild. I didn't know about any of that recent stuff. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Did you have anyone else for your worst week honorable mentions that you wanted to add on or did you um, want to go and follow up with your runner up? No, I had no other honorable mentions. I'll go into my runner up, which is Will Smith and Jada, which this is one of those where I honestly wasn't sure if it would be a worst week or best week, because I feel like for them, it's their best week. Like, they actually love the attention, even though it's kind of negative. But for us, it's like overrun TMI. We're over it. Like we don't want to know all of this. And it's funny because for the first couple of days on this press run that Jada's doing, I didn't even know she was coming out with a book. And so I was like, it's just like a bit much. I feel like, I don't know if this is making people going to read her book or if people are just like getting turned off from them in general. Yeah, no, there's been a lot of like heat coming off of Jada Pinkin Smith, not only because of like the comments that she's been saying about her relationship with Will Smith, but also just her storyline about her visiting Tupac Shakur back in the 90s. Apparently um, she talks about visiting him at Rikers when um he was actually already like engaged and married to like someone else so her storyline just like i don't know like every time she like mentions tupac there seems to be like another new story that we haven't heard from and her narcissism is really showing like right now with the whole will smith and her being separated yet she had a round table like just um like you said, they are really gaining this attention, whether it's bad or not. But like, 
I just can't believe that they're willing to tear down their legacy like this, like the whole Smith family this way. I agree. Nothing, every new thing we learn, nothing is really adding up. And so it's just making me question everything. If she's just kind of like elaborating for attention for the book, I just feel like this is not the way to go about it. No, and the way she like just rubs Tupac to Will Smith's face as well. I'm just like, I don't know. Like they're just, their relationship is very, only a Hollywood couple, you know, <laughs> like really be microscope to wonder why they do the things they do yes and the Tupac thing I was like okay don't bring Tupac into this like he can't tell his side of the story like Mm -hmm. it's not fair to him yeah like we have a little I don't know if it's a sympathy or empathy with Will but we do have I don't know like with the whole Jada it really just showed me that she really just wants to shame Will I don't know like that's my opinion like it's either here or there but just oh I'm so lost with what's going on between them that they've been separated for so long but then they still publicly have been together like they like they went to the Oscars a couple years ago together and he called her his wife but oh that was the first time he called me his wife in so long and it was like okay, so are you together or not? Because now he's showing up to her book tour, the thing you sent me, and he's like, I'll always support her. And I'm like, why? Like, move. you guys need to move on with your lives, together or separate. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like we're continuously never going to not hear from them ever again. (laughs) Yes, I agree. So for my worst week runner-up, I've only already said it's um Halle Bailey married allegedly and pregnant to DDG so I'm going to move on to my worst week winner ever which actually coincides with yours as well but it has to go to Justin Timberwolf with all the spillage that has been coming out from Britney Spears memoir The Woman and Me which we're very excited to read it comes out in October 24th already pre-ordered my Audible, which surprisingly it's being read by Michelle Williams. Rowback Mountain, Michelle Williams, not Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams. Um, but yeah, just the a, a little bit of me is very much like, yes, they were 1920, you know, like very young age for Justin to have like a very quick response of like, you know, of what happened between Britney and him. Um, and very 2000s, like guys, the times back then was just so I can't wait for Brittany to explain her side of the story of what she had to go through and the double standard, what she had to go through of being in the relationship with Justin Timberlake, you know, losing her virginity to him and so on. But yeah, just Justin Timberwolf has been, you know, coming back with him paparazzi with his kids and being with Jessica Beale, but he's literally getting the lash that I feel like true Britney fans you know who knew we've been giving him that lash for a very long time you've heard me call him Justin Timberwolf a billion times before um, but I just feel like now that the memoir is coming out and it's being print and published um, for the world to like see and know this 
um, a little bit of information because especially now everybody is, has been going back and listening to Britney Spears and watching the music video of Every Time, which my mind has been blown. Um, I want to hear your thoughts about that. If you've seen the comparisons of of the every time and her experience of what she was going through in the relationship with Justin Timberlake. Okay. I have not seen the comparison, but I'm very interested. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I had him as my winner for worst week as well. Along with Jessica Biel, I saw one report that she was also blindsided by this news, um, which the more I think about it, maybe she doesn't really care because they were so young. It was so long ago. Her and Justin have been together forever. They have a family. So like I could see her not being upset about it, but it is like a big thing that why wouldn't you share that with your wife? I can totally see him being like, she's crazy. You yes. know, like the oh total God, yeah. ex-boyfriend, res- like, you know, um, ex-girlfriend response of like, she's crazy. Like, that was Just- crazy. It was crazy. Like, look at, for example, look what's happening to her. It's crazy, you know? Yes. And just like deny, deny, deny. Like it was so long ago is anybody, nobody can really come forward and say and cooperate either way. So it's just him against her. And not to get off tangent, but it also makes me think about his relationship with Cameron Diaz, because let's not forget that he was with Cameron Diaz for a very long time as well before he like, you know, hunkered down with Jessica Biel. Cameron is so private, like so happily off the grid with her family and her wine company. Like, I don't think we'll ever get that story, but I, yeah, that is so interesting to think about. Yeah, but I love your um, point of view about Jessica Biel of just being like how, yeah, she probably just didn't really care. Right, like- if I'm trying to put her like myself in her shoes, when I first read it, I was like, oh my God, that's insane. I would be so mad. But like at this point, it happened 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can't really like fault him or them for like doing anything. But it is just weird that they would have never, it would have never gotten brought up and she wouldn't have found out before this. This makes me want to look at Jessica Beale's um, ex like boyfriends now her past relationships before because she was with chris evans it looks like let's see who else she's been with justin timberlake for 16 years guys that's a very long time that is crazy um Bill had just broken up with baseball star Derek Jeter in 2007. I what? feel like Derek Jeter dated everybody, Everyone. so that's not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. yeah, I can't believe that she was with Chris Evans at the time, too. I didn't, that like flew by. That had to go by quick. Yeah, that is surprising. She's been in the industry for a long time because she was on Seventh Heaven when she was a teenager. Yeah, the Seventh Heaven really, like, I just remember WB really had, like, a chokehold on everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved Seventh Heaven. 
so I, I don't know who Lavorna is. It doesn't say his first name. But she's dated Gerard Butler as well. I don't I feel like that's very PR, like a Gerard Butler and her. I can't even picture them together. Yeah, maybe they were in a movie together or something. Probably, yeah. Oh yeah, she was in cellular with Chris Evans. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. Wait. I was thinking of Interstellar. No, I don't know if I've seen Cellular. Cellular was, um, yeah, where Chris Evans had to stay on the cell phone and he couldn't hang up. Like, <laughs> oh my and God, Jason Statham and his mom was like Kim Basinger. Yeah. Oh my God. That, that's like a throwback. I'm going to have to go watch that now. But yeah, no, definitely worst week ever winner for Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel too, just for, she's got to feel pretty stupid right now. I would. If and I were. just getting <laughs> roped into this by proxy, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't sign up for this. Exactly. We're going to move on to our best week ever category category. I'll go first with best week. I will actually, since we're jumping on the whole Britney Spears, I have to give my best week honorable mention to Troy McKeady, who is Dunzo podcast. He has been doing the research about Britney Spears forever. Like I've been listening to him for, I want to say over five years now. It's kind of crazy how long I've been listening to Troy McKeady just hearing his thoughts about Britney Spears. And I'm going to put a couple episodes in the show notes of him with Kirby Johnson, who is like a great influencer of pop culture. Um, They actually got to have like an emergency episode when the whole free uh, Britney movement was happening. And his opinions were just so spot on. And one of them had to be when she shaved her head. And I remember Troy was saying like she had to have been fed up of being told what to wear people touching her hair um you know just like she was always perceived up and down of her appearance and in her memoir like spoiler alert she does mention the reason why she shaved her head it was that it was because of that reason alone that she was just judged so much that she at that point was liberated when she shaved off her head and yeah I just have to give my kudos to Troy who is an excellent podcaster and you guys should follow him on Beyond the Blinds with Kelly Troy. I really give kudos to the Britney people who like do the research and know the intel because that is definitely not my like niche and so I there's so much involved and there's so many layers. So I love the people that like are really in the thick of it. And I can always go to them when something like this comes up. I know whenever I have a friend who's like, Brittany's crazy. I get a little offensive (laughs) where I'm like, girl, no, like you really need to know like the behind the scenes of the mental torture that she had to go through like for her to like we don't know you know um of what would happen if we were put in that same situation but like she really is like stronger than yesterday like to steal her lyrics 
Like she is very inspiring. And I know she probably doesn't want to be like the face and leader of like a victim of conservatorship, but she really did put a voice for those who don't have voices or didn't even know that conservatorships were a thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people expected when the conservatorship ended, everything would be fine. And clearly like it's going to be a long journey for her to kind of just get back to a normal life. But I think that makes sense. Yeah. Baby steps. And I'm hoping, I feel like this memoir is one of like her, you know, reliefs of stress or like it can be a step you know to whatever therapy she's probably going through yeah absolutely who is in your best week ever honorable mentions this week my honorable mention is just to the swifty community as a whole i feel like this whole year really they have been on top like with Taylor's tour and then she broke up with Joe and then she was dating Maddie like and now she's dating Travis and then the movie and then she's going back on tour like new songs and new remixes and you know she's coming out with 1989 and then she did speak now like they are just being constantly fed more and more Taylor and I feel like they're on top of the world right now so I feel like any week is really their best week. Yeah, I feel like the Swifties are also tuning into Travis's podcast, too, because as much as he wants to keep himself private with the information of him and Taylor, he seems to mention her um, every week this past couple weeks on his podcast. I think it's so interesting and unique that such a high profile relationship is being discussed on a weekly podcast like that's pretty much (laughs) unprecedented. I mean, I feel like I've been doing it for the past couple weeks, you know, talking about Taylor Swift and Travis, but like to get the first like, you know, boiling hot tea, like I can't, I'm waiting for the day that like, you know, they had like some cute little argument and he's like going to bring it up in his podcast, you know? I know. I mean, I, I really respect the privacy of celebrities in a way that like I don't want to know all (laughs) every little detail like I feel like we should be leaving some things to our imagination so I hope it doesn't get to that point because then it kind of like ruins the illusion of it um but I think he's treading that line of like being respectful and wanting to be private but also recognizing that he has an audience and a podcast and he needs to discuss his life what do you how do you feel about the overexposure oversaturation because like people are now um discussing how it was before a couple years before where it was a lot of like seeing taylor and who she was dating what how do you feel about it now with her and travis where she's kind of like borderline being overexposed oversaturated in the media I feel like we're just in a different time now where Mm -hmm. it's more accepted and before she was getting so much hate for going from guy to guy to guy. And now I feel like there's definitely people that would say that still, but there's now a larger group of people saying that like, it's okay, it's fine. Like it's normal to like do stuff like that. Um, I think though they are just living their life and that is what, is getting clicks and so 
it's almost not their fault that like every single media outlet is reporting on every single time they breathe. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of like, they're the moment. So that's just kind of what's happening. I think it'll kind of calm down once she goes back on tour. But for now, yeah, we're getting every single step they take. Yeah, no, I it's reminding me like, and I know she's not a big star, but she was a huge star when um back in the day, well, not even back in the day, just like hearing and knowing that she was in the stadium when Minka Kelly, was it Derek Jeter or Aaron Judge or Aaron um, A-Rod that she was dating? That was like a huge deal to like, at least in my time, knowing that she was like at in every game in a New York's jersey, a New York Yankees jersey, like. I don't know. It's just I I am in awe of like the celebrity and athlete couple, you know, power couple. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, I think like Victoria David Beckham. Mm-hmm. That was like so huge. Giselle. Well, Giselle's a model, but like Giselle and Tom Brady. Like I think it's like very the culmination of like so many relevant things that it kind of gets everybody involved and it becomes this massive spectacle yeah no I I love that um I wanted to also add a little honorable mention Pete Davidson for being on Saturday Night Live he did freaking awesome but I'm not surprised because he was part of the cast and for him to come back you know he I feel like he hasn't stopped working like he's been coming out with tv shows like he does stand up still um his appearance with Ice Spice you know Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift were there as well which was pretty fun but yeah I had to give a little honorable mention for Pete Davidson and his Saturday Night Live skit I think it was an amazing episode and we all know how Saturday Night Live definitely needs the views so I felt like this was a win-win for all of them yeah, I love Pete Davidson. I'm a longtime fan. I love seeing him back on SNL. And I know he's on to bigger and better, but I do miss him on the show. I miss him too on the show. The fact that he came out with the whole Taylor Swift getup. <laughs> that was so the funny. Skit, yeah, like it. that skit, I was like, yeah, not like I, I remember he was like our generation's Adam Sandler. Oh my God, yes. Who is on your best week runner-up this week? I have Tinsley Mortimer as my runner-up. She was a real housewife of New York before the reboot. And she was on the later seasons. And she finally is getting married. I don't know if you saw her engagement post, but... um, I saw the ring, girl. I saw the ring. (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly like she is finally getting everything she wants and I feel like this guy is perfect like he's some regular guy but he's like the president of some like iron and steel company so he's super rich perfect for her he has three kids like she's stepping into a family and that's like what she always always wanted and what she's tried to have for so long and I'm just like so happy for her because I feel like seeing her on the show going through relationships and trying to make it work with um Chicago Scott Scott. yeah Scott on the show and she left the show to be with him and then it didn't work out I was like 
it was kind of heartbreaking. So yeah, I'm just happy for her. Yeah, I didn't like how Bravo tried to give her the happily ever after ending of leaving the show. I thought that was like, I don't know, I did not like it. But no, you're so right. I think being a stepmom, I think that if Tinsley Mortimer was my stepmom, holy shit, like I'd be fucking stoked. (laughs) I'd be so excited. (laughs) You know, she's just going to spoil the kids Mm -hmm. and just love them and like want to do everything, want to do the pickups and the drop-offs and the play dates. Like that's so up her alley. So I just feel like it's, yeah, everything she wants. Fingers crossed for her baby embryos, you know, we'll probably see that next. (laughs) That's interesting. I was, didn't even think about that because he has like older kids and they're older, but yeah, anything is possible. Yeah, no, I was so happy to see that surprise. I immediately went to her Instagram to see her stories. And yeah, when I saw her selfie, like her bikini selfie, and I saw the ring, I was like, that is a Tinsley ring, like, perfect. Yes, like, everything is falling into place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for my best week runner-up this week, to give it to Madonna for actually having a great kickoff to her tour. Madonna was starting her celebration tour in London, Arena's O2 Arena, on October 15th. Guys, I've been actually a little bit nervous about this whole tour. I wasn't sure if it was actually going to happen just because she had, like, an bacteria infection earlier in the year where um it was kind of like deadly and it was very um I don't know it was just very scary at the time to find out if Madonna was actually doing okay or not but yeah the 65 year old almost had a near-death bacteria infection and it landed her in the hospital about a month ago and it's been this is her first tour in like seven years um I don't know if you saw her appearance in Cameo when she was with Maluma in Colombia. And that was what started the worrisome for me for her tour, where I was just like, okay, is this actually going to happen? But lo and behold, her premiere was actually a great kick off with her kids basically being part of the show, voguing, piano playing, um, fk twigs and apparently um i can't think of this other artist who got a lap dance during the whole performance in london I think it was, was it julia fox what is is that the recent one because i did see julia fox um as a recent one but there was also someone else that it was a i think it was a man oh was. okay but um Yeah, no, I'm just excited that Madonna is actually getting the praise that she deserves. She is queen of pop in my eyes. Like, since I was born, I knew Madonna songs. Like, I think about my toddler listening to Olivia Rodrigo or, like, you know, Taylor Swift. And I'm just like, oh, my God, when you're older, you're going to be like, I sang these songs just like I did about Madonna just going through every album just her phases and eras and she is mother (laughs) and (laughs) I was just so happy to actually see 
her tour actually um being great and it makes me so bummed that I didn't get a ticket (laughs) oh my god I yeah I'm like so into everybody doing these big tours of like playing all their music and Madonna is like so iconic it makes sense she was naturally be someone who would do this and I'm happy that her health is in a place where she's able to do this um and yeah if you haven't seen the video of Julia Fox on stage it I was transfixed I was it is wild that yeah everyone needs to go watch it I cannot wait and also I have to thank um Leah Russo from Ashley and Jessica's podcast um, she told me about the Truth or Dare documentary with Madonna and that documentary just I've always loved Madonna but just and I've also remember her um, sex book being like a huge thing when I was a kid I remember going to the library and looking through it or going through Barnes and Nobles and going through it you know like hiding away from my mom but yeah no Madonna is like a huge icon and I'm not surprised at all that Julia Fox was part of her show just because she is like a New York it dominatrix girly like have you um heard about anything about her memoir um what's it called Julia down the drain I think it's called it's it's, yeah the imagery is like her kind of funneling down the drain I don't exactly remember the name, but I, I just remember looking into her life a little bit and like listening to a podcast here and there when she started dating Kanye and it's fascinating. So I'm sure this book will be very interesting. Yeah. It's called down the drain, Julia Fox. Yeah. No, I, I've only listened to obviously Ashley and Claire talk about it on Celebrity Celebrity yeah, Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Please check it out. But um, just the stories alone. Living in New York as a teen, I understand, is already crazy enough. Um, but just the levels of her to get for her where she is today is really fascinating. Her backstory of how she became like a dominatrix and like an actress and just, yeah, her stories. I haven't really read more about the Kanye, but I feel like it was expected the storyline that she was going with, with the whole Kanye West dating line. Yeah, she, I love her. I feel like she's just such a creative person and will have such a transformative career and do so many different things. Um, And like, Unfortunately, she kind of got brought into the spotlight because of Kanye. But like that being said, like, I'm glad she's here. I think she's going to stay. Yeah, no, me too. I'm super excited to like get a hold of her memoir. Same. Our best week ever winner. Are you excited? Because we have the same one we have the same one I think it's so deserved um I was actually just watching the finale before this it's Jessel Tank what have you thought about this new cast and Jessel I have a lot of thoughts I feel like I've been mentioning it here and there especially if you guys heard me on the reality is with Noor 
Um, she's a huge recapper when it comes to reality TV in Bravo and the Housewives. But I, it's funny because in the beginning, I didn't like anyone but Jenna because I knew Jenna's background and whatnot in J. Crew. Because I used to work J. Crew back in my New York City days. Jessel was not very well liked because of the whole lingerie. Guys, remember that. But she really flipped it around, apologized, um, really set herself straight after that in the season, which I had to give like my kudos to her just because at the end of the show, she's like, I've been very PC and she has. She has been very politically correct. And I have to give her flowers because she showed growth while the other ladies kind of showed mean girl no growth shrinking just like very pettiness it's not even pettiness because the whole cheese thing what I loved because it was petty and I even said in the beginning of the season I love a show that will argue about cheese or outfit and it doesn't involve um meddling into someone's you know relationship or trying to figure out someone's sexuality you know with like the other franchises so it was really disappointing for the season to end the way I thought it wasn't going to end but it did really make me a full Jessel Tank fan and that's why I have to give her the best week ever winner because it's very well deserved for her to be in the Rolling Stones for her to be like the most popular um you know um person to root for in a housewife like in a in a housewife franchise where we all kind of like pin each other and kind of like choose teams I feel like Jessel really was like the voice for us to be like a better person I don't know that's my opinion <laughs> what are your thoughts I love looking at the trajectory of Housewives, even within one season, because so much can change Mm -hmm. episode to episode. And yeah, at the beginning of the show, she made a big deal about the lingerie. She was just complaining all the time. I really thought she was just going to be this negative Nancy that like wasn't going to bring even any sort of drama, just kind of this like annoying fly in the corner. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think she's completely turned it around and it's interesting because in her having a hard time opening up to the other woman and kind of being confident in sharing her story that kind of let us know we learned so much more about her through that even though it wasn't in like the traditional sense and just how she interacts with her husband and her mom and her kids and with her career and kind of where she's at in life I think she's like an extremely lovable character and she's been talked about since the beginning before the season even started because let's not forget that she threw up at the season premiere so like she came in with like a bang (laughs) yes it definitely doesn't hurt that Sai and Aaron are like categorically mean girls and just picking at her for everything and won't let it go. It's like not hard to root for somebody that is getting so beat on over and over again. Yeah, no, it was very disappointing, especially for Sai, because I thought with her background, you know, and also being a woman of color, I thought that she would actually be more of a supportive, you know, woman towards 
uh, Jessel and it was just sad for her to just like, you know, just, yeah, mean girl shit with Aaron the whole entire time. Like it was just, it made me so upset for them to like, they could have been talking about other things because one thing that really bothers me this season, Layla, and I don't know if you are with me, but I want to know who the fuck Jessel fucked. Do you remember the beginning of the episode? <laughs> she's like, I fucked a famous rapper and nobody cared about that answer. Like I, I'm hoping right. in it's like, it'll be answered. <laughs> like, why are we hyper fixating on these certain things when we could be getting to the bottom of what rapper she hooked up with? It doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. No, but yeah, we'll see how it'll be next season. And do you have any thoughts of, I don't know if you've seen any of the clips for the reunion, because it did film about three weeks ago, if I'm correct. Um, But the ladies were able to see the full season before going into the reunion. I think the reunion will be good. I heard that it was just like very, like a, reunions are like very draining. And I heard it was a long day, but like a good day. And I think they ended well, which is good. Um, but I think also people have to remember that like this is their first season as housewives and you have to allow for growth. And I think even between shooting the regular season and shooting the reunion, they have been able to watch themselves on TV. So like Jessel was just so casual about everything, didn't really care, didn't really care enough to even like stand up for herself. And I think that is really going to change during the reunion. And she is going to earn her spot sitting next to Andy. And I kind of heard little things here and there that she does not hold back. And I think she says a lot of things that maybe she wished she said during the regular season, which is good. And I think, well, the thing that I can't imagine though, is Cy like conceding. Like, I just feel like she is like so stubborn, sticking to her guns, doubling down. And I don't know where they will leave it, but like, I'm very excited to see the reunions. I really love this season as a whole. I did too. It was a great reboot and it just made me, I'm sorry, I'm ready for New Jersey reboot. I know people have been talking about Atlanta. I think Atlanta is kind of okay right now with me with how they are. I know it's been like a bad couple seasons, but if we're going to talk about reboots, I feel like New Jersey should be one of them. Um, Also going back to the New York ladies, I forget that Jessel works PR. So this is her shit when it comes to like you know, cleaning up and like growth. And I feel like she, she's just, she, I want to hire her now for like PR work <laughs> and seeing the clip of Cy saying that it was like a sexless marriage to like Jessel and her relationship with Pavit. I was just, just the doubling down. I just, I really do hope. Yeah. Like you said, she doesn't double down to what happened with the whole last episode. It was kind of crazy for her to say she doesn't care and then yell in that manner to Jessel and good for Jessel for being like don't yell at me like being the better like she right. really took the she really looked as a better person because she was not yelling she was like you don't yell at me right and like also when Sai said they were like saying exchanging a couple words at the when Jessel first got there and Sai was like I don't have a problem with you. I just don't want to be your best friend. It's very like 
that that is very pointed and it's kind of saying like, don't get in my way. Like when I'm in the room, like you should don't even look at me. And it's like, how do you, you cannot have that attitude when you're literally on a show with somebody. And not have that attitude and be like Aaron and be butthurt and be like, you didn't give me a warm hug or say hi to me. And I'm like, no, she, she was cordial. I mean, the way she interacted with Aaron and Sai at the, at the party for Bren's birthday, I've actually had the same like encounters where like, I'm cordial. I'll say hi. And I, you know, I move on. There's no need to give it life or energy of like whatever Aaron wanted to start. You know what I mean? Like Jessica yeah. was very like the better person for being like, no, like it's okay. Just like, I know where I stand right now. And it was, it, it really bugged me how Aaron was just like, what did I do? Yes. I think Aaron is the definition to a T of the person that will talk shit about you to your face. And then when you start reacting, she's like, oh my God, why are you so mad? Like I didn't, all I said was this, and it's like not taking any accountability for her part in it. And she cannot be like shit talking with Sai on FaceTime every single day. And then be so confused why Jessel doesn't give her a warmer welcome. Like she's being, she's acting a little dumb. And I feel like we definitely saw that with the whole interaction with Uba where Uba ignored her that whole entire morning in Anguilla. And then when Uba does mention her name or does say her name, it's not out of spite. It's not starting shit. It's basically saying like, I don't know where Aaron is. Like, where is Aaron? She was right here. And for her to like up her chest and be like, you said my name, like that right there. I was like, oh, she's one of those bitches. (laughs) yeah I feel like we're might get even a different Aaron at the reunion too because clearly she hasn't gotten the best reviews so far so I wouldn't be surprised if she kind of like adjusts her attitude accordingly I'm hoping so because the fact that Rolling Stone called her an ex-Trumpy and didn't even name her has me on the floor Oh my God, that was the best shade. <laughs> I know. I want to give kudos to the, um, I'm going to see the journalist, Lewis Staples. Love you. Love you, love you, love you for this article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. So we are now at the end of the show where I ask my guests what their favorite song is in the early 2000s to the 2010s. Guys, it's 2003. The song that you picked out Layla I'm so excited to talk about because I'm pretty I'm I'm like aghast that no one has brought this up into the show because I've had I'm a slave for you twice on the show uh you came up with toxic by Britney Spears which I fucking love so much please tell me where were you when you first heard this song and why does it make it your favorite song in that era well, I just love, I picked this song a couple of weeks ago and I love how perfect the timing is now with her book coming out. Um, but I was between a couple and I ultimately had to go with Toxic. I, when it first, when I first heard it, I was actually so young, but it, I was maybe in like first grade, but like, it's funny looking back being like, I was six years old in my elementary school hallways, <laughs> like singing this song dancing at recess like we loved Britney and it's just like 
maybe not age appropriate, but like it was on the radio. And so we were just listening to it on the radio to school. And I, this song has just never left me. Like I've always come back to it. Those first couple notes, like just do something to me. And it, it's, it never steers me wrong. I love how like, cause it's 20, yeah. 20 years later. Oh my God. That's crazy. Cause like you were six, I was like a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 14, like, yeah. Freshman year at the time. And I, it's, I just think of the, the jewel um, in the music video when she's just naked but it's like a sheer just whole leotard outfit of jewels and just a goddess she was in music videos at that time um but yeah no this music video in this song is just so great it still slaps today the fact that toxic that word alone is very in the everyone's definition vocabulary you know toxic toxic relationship like people use that word a lot yes for her she was so ahead of her time exactly I had um Emps and Jesse from Jesse's Girls podcast on um and we were talking about Britney and just everything she's worn every like all the music videos like go back to it it's literally being worn today she is our princess of pop um, I know I've mentioned Madonna being queen of pop, but like Britney Spears is just, I don't know. I, I'm just hoping with this memoir, um, maybe she'll be like Madonna and she'll do like, you you know, she'll be free and liberated to do what she wants to do in her own time and dime, you know? Absolutely. And as much as I love the song, a big part of it is the music video, which is just so iconic, timeless, like the outfits, the stewardess, the bejeweled, like nude illusion, the dancing, like she is truly like the princess of pop. She's so talented. And I completely forgot that Tyson Beckford was in it, which guys like full circle, he's in Dancing with the Stars right now with Ariana Maddox. Um, Yeah, Tyson Beckford was like a huge supermodel at the time. And yeah, just the little cameos and the director, um, because obviously this music video was in MTV's making the music video. If you guys remember, I'll see if I'll put some clips on the show notes. Um, just the behind the scenes of making the video of Britney Spears. Like, I feel so freaking lucky to have been there at that time when she made Lucky or she made... Um, I'm blanking on the song where she's wearing the red latex. Oops, I did it again. Um, mm -hmm. Crazy as well, because she was in the soundtrack of Crazy with Melissa Joan Hart. Um, yeah, she and I'm also. Did you hear about the Crossroads movie premiering? Like, yes, with stream service. Yes, I did. And I was like, that's such a good move. The most perfect move. Apparently, um, Brittany called Sony and wanted to line up the fact that her memoir and the movie should be re-released. So I'm I can't believe there's like unless you have the hard copy DVD, there's really no other way of streaming this movie. Wow. OK, yeah, this needs to be picked up. Like, I feel like this would be like a comfort movie for so many people. Yeah. And. 
I don't want to spoil because I feel like there's been so much um, spoilers for this memoir, but just the fact that um, she did talk about being in the movie Crossroads and where she felt like she was very into her method acting that she couldn't really get out of the character because she really coincide with the character and if you've seen the movie I feel like I 100% agree with her like she I think she really did resonate with her character in Crossroads yeah absolutely I need to watch it ASAP like I need to buy a DVD on eBay or something if it doesn't go to streaming oh I I feel yeah I I want to know what streaming services um obviously is Sony Pictures but um that can be like what Netflix Amazon I don't know I I can see it as a bundle with like audible and mm. I, I'm, I'm super excited for obviously Britney Spears will probably probably be our best week winner in a couple weeks with her memoir and whatnot yeah I hope she just keeps climbing and keeps having the best week ever like I hope this is the first of many yeah Layla, thank you so much for joining the sh- joining the show. I had so much fun with you talking pop culture, obviously talking Britney Spears, and I I super excited I had you on, and I can't wait to have you on again. Can you please let my listeners know where they can find you, or if you have anything to plug in? Yes, yeah, so I am on TikTok and Instagram. My at for both is idk my bff lay. And guys, please follow her. Um, She has amazing reels. They're so funny and I love them so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's so nice. Thank you, Layla. Thanks.